Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, good morning, West Texans. All you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. We shall turn morning into afternoon with you fine people listening in in San Angelo on ESPN 960 right here in Lubbock on Talk 103.9 FM News, Money Sports. You could be texting in right now, 806-855-3712. Today, we're always talking food, and it's Fat Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. We're talking favorite Cajun and Louisiana-style cooking and foods today uh, as, uh, you know, People will probably engage in a little revelry as the uh, afternoon and evening goes on. It's two-word Tuesday. We give you a topic. You give us two words to describe it. We'll get your Tech and Oklahoma score predictions for tonight. Uh, vitally important must-win game. That's all you need to say about this game for Texas Tech. The road to the bubble continues tonight. They're in Norman, and Texas Tech flat out has to get this game, in my opinion, to have a path to a chance to maybe get into the NCAA tournament. So we'll find out what you're thinking on that game. Uh, in a very big week in the Big 12. A big win by Kansas last night on the road at TCU. You've got some critical games tonight with Iowa State and Texas, Baylor at Kansas State. All of that, uh, plus uh, just whatever your thoughts may be on different things. And while that's a heck of a show, we wouldn't stop there for you. Let's talk a little baseball with Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com, the best site in the business covering college baseball. He'll join us on uh, hour number two, about 1234. Uh, you guys, as we said, could be joining us on the text line right now, 806-855-3712. Uh, those listening on the apps, we thank you. If you had not downloaded the app for uh, Talk 103.9, do so. Go to kkm.com or wherever you get it. Turn on the notifications. Great way if you're uh, down there in San Angelo, you want to keep listening to the Rob Bro Show uh, from 1 to 2. That's uh, the best way you can do it. So do that. Turn on notifications. Follow us on Twitter at Talk 103.9. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter where the show never ends. We have fun engaging with you folks all day long. We come back in the evening, Facebook Live broadcast. You can find, uh, get the link on Twitter uh, at Ryan Hyatt Media. And if you miss it, that's okay. We have it for you on our website, theraiderland.com. It's a fun way to sum up the day together. Uh, like I said, usually around 6.30ish. He is Rob Bro, uh, one-third of the Gambling Gauchos, host of the aforementioned Rob Bro Show, at Rob Bro Show on Twitter, uh, pulses the people, king of hat of the day, a man literally of many hats around these parts. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Old fat Tuesday. A little uh, an excuse. We get St. Patrick's Day where we can act like drunken Irishmen. Yeah. And then uh, we can uh, just act like gluttonous fools in New Orleans on uh, Fat Tuesday. Yeah. You don't have to, but I mean, you it's should. an option. You, you know? should, yeah. So that gives us the uh, the Cajun food topic today, Hat Tip Cooking Channel, best thing I ever ate. I just thought we'd throw it out there and just do that. Yeah. Your favorite Louisiana foods, your favorite Cajun foods, the spicy, the non-spicy, thumbs up, thumbs down on a little boudin, you know, all those things, whatever you got. And you know where you could get some today? They got fresh uh, crawfish in, fresh crawdaddies in over at Gators Bayou. Nice. Yes, they do. 98th and Slide. Live music coming up tonight. 
little Mardi Gras fun. Feed's optional. Feed's optional. Do what you got to do. But yeah, I went to uh, Fat Tuesday Gators last year. Yeah, I think. You know, they've they've revamped the menu. They've got the new happy yeah. hour that starts at eleven over there. So, uh, hat tip. Uh, thank you, Gators, by you uh, for being great partners with us here in Raiderland. I always say happy hour at uh, Gators is more like happy day. Happy day. It is quite it's quite yes, the spread there. Is, <laughs> they didn't really want to make you limit yourself. Yeah, you know. happy shift, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. Um, so we've got that today. Uh, you can power rank. I know it's not Thursday. Uh, you could power rank your uh, favorite Cajun dishes and all of that good stuff. Uh, now, uh, we mentioned, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, Rob, on this game being must win for Texas Tech. But if, if there's a road to the bubble, you got to get this one because Kansas is putting it together, and you would put yourself in a spot where you would have to win at Fog Allen. And I think that's a bridge too far right now for many people, not just this Texas Tech team, but for most teams in the league right now. Assuming the loss at Kansas, this is a must win. Yeah. I think I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and it just it dings you really bad to lose to Oklahoma yeah. and all of the technical RPI metrics yes. that a win at Kansas might not be enough to even overcome. As I said yesterday, this will not be the best win left on your schedule uh, if you win three or four, but this would be the worst loss yes. left on your schedule. Completely. Even though even though it's uh, on the road and in yeah. Norman. And guess what? Texas Tech, a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Opened that last night. It has stayed that way this morning, about 135.5 on the uh, total. Are we encroaching free money territory with oh, uh, Texas Tech and the underdog? I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out what the people are thinking. Uh, Two-word Tuesday. We give you a topic every Tuesday. Uh, you guys give us two words to describe said topic. And it's simply put today. Give us two words on Texas Tech's opening baseball series a sweep of gonzaga yesterday it was in progress during both our shows as the uh, the game was motoring pretty good through the first three or four innings and then it went into getaway day mode where if you are trying to get a game over with quickly if you know teams have travel arrangements or anything else you can just bet that the game at some point will slow down texas tech eventually wins it on a walk walk off the always exciting bases loaded walk as what did Gonzaga elect to do to set up that? Yeah. Load the bases. What what were they doing? I I I don't know. I understand McGee struck out Austin Green earlier, but Austin mm. Green had a really good weekend and they had already been pitching around him all day. He obviously didn't want to throw him a strike. Right. That was baffling. I mean, I think Texas Tech would have won the game, but Gonzaga gave it away. (laughs) I mean, you've got to challenge them. It's it's a fourth game of the year. Yeah, you're zero and three in the series. You got to throw. You got to challenge. That's all you've got to do. That's what you have to do. And I didn't. I didn't. I I understand. I guess the intentional walk. Um, there was there was one out, two outs. How many outs were there? Two outs, I think. Yeah, there were two outs. I challenge. I get it. I get the intentional because you set up the force everywhere. Yeah, and that's that. But that he part didn't throw. I get, a, he didn't then, even throw a close to a strike. No. Not even close. 
And it didn't look like he particularly was trying to. Mm-mm. I mean, it looked like one of those non-intentional intentional walks. I mean, he was. They pitched around Austin Green all day, and Green chased. Yeah. Earlier in the day, but he didn't chase them. Yeah, I was. I was kind of surprised by that. The, just the way it played out. Not again. Yeah. I think Texas Tech was going to win that baseball game. I do too. But I thought they were going to win on a base hit or an extras, mm-hmm. not like that. And hey, Vultic leading off with a, a pinch hit double. Uh, you're going to have a lot of opportunities for pinch hits, I think, this year with the depth. Uh, you nailed it. That was a perfect early season example of the flexibility and the depth that this team has for Tim Tadlock right now. That you get a guy who started, you know, tons of games for you last year on a pretty good baseball team. Yeah. If I remember, they went to the NCAA tournament and. You know, went to a regional and all that good stuff. Uh, and that you can pull that bat off the bench? After, as like the third pinch hitter? Right. right. I think uh, with, with pitchers and hitters, yesterday you played 20 guys. Goodness. Whether it's a yeah. half inning of defense. Either way. Uh, uh, an appearance. Well, you know, the, you got the college baseball mandatory half inning rule that right. everybody has to play a half right. inning. Yeah. Six outs or whatever. Yeah. It's mandatory. you got to do that. So, yeah, give us two words to describe Texas Tech baseball's opening series. You can give us some of your thoughts on what you saw. Uh, let's let's get your favorite Cajun dishes rolling in today on Fat Tuesday. Favorite foods, uh, Louisiana style. Are you spicy? Are you non-spicy? What do you enjoy the most? And uh, we got to predict some uh, Texas Tech basketball today. It is must-win. One texter saying, yes, this is a must-win. Another texter on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, posing a question for us. By the way, as the uh, Pac-12 uh, dissolves, the new uh, soap opera out west, Jason Shear, a great column on uh, 24-7 Sports. He covers Arizona if you want to read it. There was a Pete Thamel piece yesterday. There's uh, been uh, you know multiple reports that George Klyavkov, Pac-12 commissioner, uh, talking to the Big 12 and some media partners and basically just begging Begging for a merger, but with conditions, Rob. Have you seen some of these reports that, you know, Klyakov is demanding that certain employees be taken care of, that the $50 million that they suddenly found they owed, that's got to be paid off. And I I hope Brett Yormark just sat there, listened to the whole thing, and then said, you may go now. Yeah. Because I guarantee ESPN said, you may go now. Amazon, you may go now. Yeah, and, and people keep calling this a merger, it's it's not a hostile takeover, but it's there's it ain't a merger. I mean, what employees would be taken care of? Maybe they can get some jobs, but they're not going to be Pac-12 jobs. Nope. And they would have to return to the office, which Pac-12 Go employees have not done. No. And I I don't. It just it's. <laughs> uh, and I understand a lot of it is from this uh, M Haver guy and and. He is what he is on Twitter. Right. And Jason Shear puts out the, the article you're referencing. Um, this is not going to happen. And if the Pac-12 is going to spin it as a merger, and they're going to leave four teams behind and put four or six teams in the Big 12, nobody's going to see that as a merger. No. And the spin zone would be hilarious to try to see, but it would be... They would call the Big 12 West the Pac-12, I guess? Uh, no, thank you. I mean, is that what Canzano and Yeah, that's what they're Wilner trying are gonna to do? promote? No. It's just not taking place I mean, that way. You're, you're going to call it the 12 Conference, and you're going to have the Big 12 and the Pac-12? No. 
as the East and West. I don't believe so. <laughs> so we'll get some of your thoughts on that today if you've got some. Uh, read Jason Shear's column if you can, 806-855-3712. All right, uh, jam up the text line. We'll take our first time out. We'll get into some of the text messages. Uh, Two-word Tuesday Tech Baseball opening series. Give us your thoughts. I want uh, Tech Oklahoma score predictions. I'll give you mine here in just a few minutes. And then uh, Hat Tip Cooking Channel, best thing I ever ate. Great show. What are your favorite Cajun foods? What's your go-to? What are, you, are you looking forward to a little Fat Tuesday revelry today? You tell us. 806-855-3712. Got to use the 806 or Goes to the angry man in Florida. He will not respond. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Eleven twenty. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We're going to take you to one o'clock here on Fat Tuesday in the Arctic Air Studios. You listen in on ESPN nine hundred and sixty in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. Talking favorite Cajun Louisiana style foods today on the question of the day. Two word Tuesday topic: Tech baseball opening series. You give us two words to describe what you saw this weekend and Monday, and then uh, Tech in Oklahoma. Massive Big Twelve game for the Red Raiders in Norman tonight. Give me your score predictions. Can they get this must-win game? 806-855-3712. Also, a little bit of talk on uh, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm not calling it conference realignment. I'm just calling it the destruction of the Pac-12 at this point. And we'll see who wants uh, to uh, feast on the remnants of that league going forward. 806-855-3712. To get on the text line, Rob, we've got a power ranking. A la Rob Bro Show Thursdays. Power ranking Cajun food. Texture says gumbo, etouffee, chicken a la mer, Gators Bayou version, shrimp po' boy, and dirty rice. Solid ranking. Solid. I would move. I would move the shrimp po' boy up. That is just me personally. A a great shrimp po' boy to me is one of the great culinary delights you will find in this world. That when it is well done, I rank it up there as. One of my all-time favorite sandwiches. One of my all-time favorite meals. Again, growing up in West Texas, Rob, it was a little bit later in life that I came to realize there were these things called shrimp po' boys and what they could consist of. <laughs> I'm like, where have you been all my life? Gumbo or etouffee, if you had to choose between one or the other. Gumbo or etouffee? Uh, gumbo. Gumbo. No, I I do love a good crawfish etouffee. Yeah, See, that's not, really like the only way I like crawfish. I'm not down on the crawfish. Yeah, that's just me. Big crawfish etouffee guy. Yeah, I and I I'll, I'll eat a you know ten pounds of crawfish every once in a while, but <laughs> just cause. Like, that's not. I would rather have a shrimp boil if we're talking about uh, going out and boiling right. something. Texter, in the end, would you be more surprised if two, four, or zero pack twelve teams joined the Big Twelve? At this point, I think I would be more surprised if no teams... Yeah, more surprised at zero. ...joined the Big 12. Yeah. That I don't know what it will be, but there will be some schools in the Pac-12, there already are, that will just find it untenable to stay, and that they will have the opportunity to join the Big 12, and it'll be a better deal for them. 
and broken record, I think Arizona, Arizona State are your first two. Depending on what you believe, was it M.H. Veer who reported the Oregon talking to your mark wanting the out clause? It, yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah, I, don't, I don't even really want to give that too much credence, although it sounds like something Oregon would do. What he was saying is that Oregon would come to the Big 12 but that if the Pac-10 came calling, they got to get out. The Big Ten. Yeah, I'm sorry, the I Big would, Ten. Yeah. I would do that. You would take Oregon short term? Yeah. Because if Oregon eventually left, right, okay. in that respect, that probably gets you to the ACC falling apart. Carries you for five or six years, yeah, four or five you, years. And then you can go get uh, Miami or Florida State or whoever okay, else. Okay, I see your logic the right there. I, I see I see your logic on that, that it's almost like a rent-a-player deal in yeah. baseball. And, and if you're fluid anyways, and if you're going to be fluid until the ACC figures out what they're doing, um, it, it makes you stronger to have Oregon affiliated for any length of time. I think Oregon is a big enough brand that that's worth it. And if Oregon comes and then says, hey, this is pretty good, yeah. they might stay. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind that line of thinking right there. I mean, it, it, if we're all fluid and, and killing regionality and we just want four time, zone, time zones, Oregon okay. is better than anyone else right now that you can get in that time zone. I can get behind that. Yeah. Would you rather have San Diego State for 20 years or Oregon for four? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, in all honesty. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I'm on your bandwagon now. Okay. I'm with that bandwagon. Texts are going to go with the spicy crawfish etouffee as their favorite Cajun meal. We're also getting your uh, predictions today on Texas Tech and uh, Oklahoma tonight. Texter says, 76-62 Tech, Harmon with 25. Bold. Bold prediction right there. Two words for baseball. Rob, you nailed it. <laughs> In the pre-show meeting, as we went over the possible yeah, answers, answers, topics, and other <laughs> Right off the bat, texter, Omaha bound, baby. Yeah. This train is unstoppable. I'd buy I'd buy my tickets now. You know? I'd just go ahead and I'd I'd get you an Airbnb up there in Omaha. Rent it for two and a half weeks. I don't know what more you need to see out of this team at this point. I, I'm i comfortable in saying I will be in Omaha. I don't know if Texas yeah. Tech will be. That's a really hard thing to do, but I will be in Omaha this year. Yeah. Should we let the cat out of the bag and just tell people we're going to be there? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We just did. We'll be there. We'll be there. See you at DJ's dugout. Playing your parties now. Texas are going 71-68. Score tonight hit the over, but does not say who's going to win. And uh, favorite Cajun food or foot, depending on voice text. Uh, number one, alligator po' boy, red beans and rice, and then fried frog legs for crawfish. They had good uh, frog legs over at Gators Bayou, 98th and Slide, in case you're wondering today. I have never had a frog leg. Really? Yeah. Not, uh, not that I just, I've never really been in the position to uh, get them, I don't think. You know, when Duck Dynasty really burst onto the scene, what was that, 12 years ago maybe? 10, 12 years ago, I can't remember. Yeah. My son was a, a little guy, uh, but he's never afraid of food. I mean, he'd eat anything. Right. And still does. Uh, so he'd seen an episode where uh, Jace went, they went out, you know, gigging bullfrogs, and he wanted to have some 
frog legs. I'm like, all right. So off we go. We hit gators. We're sitting on the patio. They bring it out. I'm looking at him thinking, all right, where are we going with this? He dives in. And he's knocking them out. I said, Dad, these are good. we got to get some frogs. Never did, you know, get the frog. Yeah. You know, but I think he you was thinking. Homemade frogs. We could yeah. just, yeah, we do them at the house. We get some frogs in the back and uh, it'd be good. They are good. Done, done well, done right. Yeah. That's the key. Because they can go from undercooked to overcooked, almost like shrimp. Everybody says, ah, it's like chicken. I like it more in preparing them. You got to get them battered up good. You got to get them fried good. Uh, and but they're they're good eating. I mean, folks been eating frogs for thousands of years. I reckon. Yeah, it's still staying around. I'm glad somebody power ranked that with the uh, frog legs. Uh, Hat tip cooking channel, best thing I ever had. Favorite Cajun foods. It's Fat Tuesday. You guys are going to celebrate a little bit. I still didn't give you my tech score prediction, did I? You have not. I guess I'll have to do that on the other side of the uh, bottom of the hour break. Two-word Tuesday, the topic today, Tech Baseball opening series thoughts. What did you like? How would you sum it up in two words? Anything else that is on your mind, you know what to do. You jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. Always use the 806 so we get it, 855-3712. As we go through today, we'll continue to have your thoughts and more thoughts maybe on the dissolution of the Pac-12. I gotta get to a Dabo Sweeney quote about the college football playoff, though. Dabo great. always Dabos, you great. know. Yeah. Is he one of the most passive aggressive weenies out there? By the way. Yeah. I think he is. Weenie is a good word. For yeah, him. weenie. We also have a mock draft. Really. That is really. Hi there, Tyree. Yeah. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Bottom of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland <clears throat> featuring Rob Bro. <laughs> Eleven thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe. We got you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios, working on Fat Tuesday. Talking about Cajun food, your favorite Cajun food. You can power rank them if you want to. Whatever you want to do with that. Two word Tuesday topic: Tech Baseball opening series. Give us two words to describe that, and then we need your uh, Tech and Oklahoma score predictions tonight. Uh, Rob, one of the things I, I have really appreciated uh, Tech Media Relations doing with some of their uh, game notes and everything. And this is really important, I think, for this Tech team right now. Not only are they doing the cumulative stats, the conference stats, all that, they're also breaking down the, fu- uh, the last five game stats. And as you look at Texas Tech over the last five games, obviously three and two, you're one and two on the road during that time frame. And you sit there and you compare it to, say, the conference-only stats, and it it backs up what you're seeing. That for the year in conference play, Tech 67.3 points a game. Right now, last five, they're scoring 70.6. They would they would be outscoring their opponents, except that Baylor game is still the outlier as the you know the the first one in the last five where you gave up 89 points. And you look at what the what what guys are doing over the last five. Davion Harmon's averaging 19.4 points a game. 
Jalen Tyson's given you 16.4 points a game during the time frame. Pop Isaac's only one game, but he got 15. AMAC is, uh, O'Banner, pardon you, is giving you 10.8 over the last five. And AMAC, 9.3 and seven rebounds over those last five games. You, you look at your shooting percentage. You're shooting much better, 45-1 compared to 41-9. So we look at all of that as we, we kind of work towards trying to get a score prediction today. And I'm still struggling on this game. But those stats back up a couple of things. And one, the shooting percentage is go look at what Tech's done points in the paint. And it's not because you've got just Fardos Amat camp down there throwing in 30 a game. This team is attacking the rim. They're yeah. going north-south. Harmon and Tyson, yeah. They're not taking a bunch of 25, 30-footers. Well, they're taking those two, but... <laughs> but not the way right, they were. Right. They are... They're, not, they're also taking they're the other They're also shots. taking other That's what I was begging for for a month in Big 12 play. Just take more shots. You can take all your threes. You yeah. can take all your deep shots. Just also attack the rim. And that has completely opened up the offense. I'm still struggling on this score. I had uh, I had Tech falling at West Virginia. I guess we'll do the reverse psychology. I'll take Oklahoma tonight, seventy three seventy. I'll take the Sooners at home. There's there. I, I'm staring this line in the face, and I'm going, "What are you telling me?" The same people that told me Tech was going to beat Iowa State, yeah, and I didn't believe them, are telling me that Oklahoma is going to beat Texas Tech tonight. I think Texas Tech can beat Oklahoma. Yes, I do. I think, I think they Texas Tech probably a better team right now than Oklahoma. I think they were a better team when Oklahoma was in Lubbock. Um, you just didn't get it done. And there was some foul trouble and some injuries that kind of bit you there. Yeah. But I agree. <laughs> I mean, I've got it close seventy three seventy. Until until it happens, and then. If there's a blowout tonight, I think Texas Tech wins by 10. I would agree with that. I don't think Oklahoma can stretch it out against Texas Tech, but the, the consistency for this team has just not been there. Um, and unfortunately, it's been on the road every once in a while where you give up the, the, big, the big loss. Yes. Either way, it should be a great game on the... And I'm not sure why ESPN promote, isn't promoting this as the road to the bubble. Right. Should this not be the road to the bubble? Yeah. I mean, that's what we've got going on here in the Big 12 right now. So 73-70 Oklahoma is what I've got. We'll get your score predictions off the text line, among many other things. 806-855-3712. Texter says, since I'm now known as the greatest score predictor ever, I'll give you 76-72 Texas Tech. It, it could happen. Absolutely could happen. This is in no way. Man, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole, by the way, with my own wallet. But sitting here, I've got to do certain things on the show, and that's one of them. Texter says, text 7270, two words, promising start for baseball. That's a great attitude for the texture to take. That is exactly uh, the right way to view an early season series. It's merely a start. It's very promising. It guarantees nothing. College baseball can turn on a dime. We've seen that between injuries and everything else. But almost everything that you wanted to see this weekend from Texas Tech, I think you checked the box off for Tech baseball. 
quality starting pitching, certainly for uh, your two middle games. And I kind of count Girton in there as almost a start with as many pitches as he threw on Friday in relief. And then yesterday, the fourth game, I don't care how good you are and who you're playing, the fourth game of any series in college baseball is going to be a bunch of guys just trying to cobble some stuff together. Nobody's built to play right. four days, four games in four days, really, in college baseball. You are not designed to do that. That's not how you construct a roster. Uh, there's no, there's nothing like that, you know, that you're going to do until maybe you get to a regional setting that you would be playing four games in a, a short amount of time. But you're not really just set up to roll out and play four straight days that way. I thought it was a pretty good game yesterday, all things yeah. considered, from both teams. Absolutely. Now, how can you say that, Hyatt? There were six errors by Tech. Yes. Yes, there were. I get that. Now, some of them were, you had the catcher's interference. Okay. The same guy had all three catcher's interferences. Not the same catcher, the same, same batter, batter. All three this weekend. So I don't, I don't think that's... I'm going to put that on Tech. That's a weird swing. If one guy gets three of them in a weekend, that's a weird swing. Yeah. And so, as you move forward, you're going to be able to have tape on guys. I guess they just didn't have tape on this swing and didn't know what was coming. Right. Texter says Tech will need to create their own energy in Norman tonight. Lloyd Noble Center is a funeral home when the Sooners are good. Can't wait to see all the empty seats when they have a 13 and 14 record. Taking Tech 75 66. I agree with that. This is probably the least. Least hostile road environment in the Big 12 right now would be Oklahoma. I mean, every every place else is tough to play on a gradient scale. But Norman is just no energy. I don't know how many Tech fans we'll have up there tonight, but over the last several years, you could hear the Tech fans, you could hear Raider Power echoing throughout Lloyd Noble. It is one of the darkest venues you will find it in the old Irwin Center. Right. The lighting around the uh, the concourse and in the seating areas. I mean, you could turn back around. You could be sitting there on press row right next to the tech bench. Turn around during a timeout, and you're looking up there in the stands going, where are the people? You can't see anything. Completely uh, not a uh, home court advantage, in my opinion. Uh, Texter, writing a novel today. Give me a fighting chance to get through this. Okay, Rob? Okay, I'm ready. I will uh, warn, warn up front there is math involved in this question. If the TV networks has a value already established for Pac-12 schools, is it more financially viable for them to join the Big 12 than the Big 10 because they don't have to bring in as much revenue? If each Big 10 gets $60 million each, Oregon would need to get at least an extra $60 million for the Big 10. If each Big 12 team gets $40 million, then Oregon only needs to bring an additional 40 to the Big 12. Numbers may be off. But if networks have already valued teams in the Pac-12, may be more financially viable for Oregon to join the Big 12, not the Big 10. A lot going on there. I understand what you're saying, that to maintain the level, theoretically, that uh, Oregon would have to bring to the uh, Big 10, it's higher than what they'd have to bring to the Big 12. Yes, that's factual. Unless a school is wearing, willing to take pro rata less. There are those who believe Oregon would take less than a full share of that, we'll use the $60 million, to become a member of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think in some ways Oregon is a bad example in this question. Because Oregon can bring 
that revenue. They can get close to it, if not completely. Yeah, they, the big ten. They're at least the closest left. Yeah. Um, Arizona, Arizona State, no. all of those schools absolutely makes way more sense for them to join the Big Twelve. Right. Oregon is on the cusp. Washington absolutely belongs in the Big Twelve if they go to another conference, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting with Oregon. Yeah, and I, I I get what the texture is getting at there. But in some ways, if you're paying that, you're bringing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rutgers doesn't bring in sixty million. Nope. But they're getting paid that, so that's it's just what it is. Maryland's not bringing in sixty million. Well, I doubt Northwestern's bringing in sixty million. But you're bringing in what you're paid, and like that, that, that's the contract. Those numbers are already baked in that Brett Yormark and ESPN, they know, they've already done the numbers on the four corner schools. I promise you that when the Big 12 extended their deal with ESPN and Fox, that both those networks said, okay, in the future, I mean, they're not dumb, they're paying attention, this is what these teams would be worth to us within your contract going forward. And most of the reporting is there's no way it's more than four, uh, no way it's more than six Pac-12 schools for the Big 12, and it's probably closer to four that would make financial um, logic. Well, and there was a a report that said the the Big 12 doesn't want to um, hinder their Eastern expansion, right? Which means ACC schools in the future, so they're not going to go to 20. No. There's not going to be a full merger, and I don't think they want to get to 16. They no. might, and with four schools, maybe that's possible with Oregon, but I just I don't see the four corner schools like I did a long time ago because I don't think you want to cap yourself at 16 no. right now if there's the potential in five or six years to get I don't know if better schools, but different schools to go to in a, and fill out your market on that side. To go to your, it, would you rather have Virginia Tech in Miami to to pair with UCF and um, West Virginia as like long term, right? And Cincinnati right there in the area, or would you rather go on an island and get, you know, I, I don't know. Well, going back to your discussion earlier about Oregon as a rental player. The only way I would go to four out of the Pac-12 right now is if Oregon is in that mix. Yeah, with Arizona. With with the two Arizona schools, and then you throw out Colorado, uh, and, and if you want Utah, you can have Utah. You can throw out Utah if you want Colorado. I don't care. I look at Utah and Colorado is exactly the same. Utah's obviously had some more recent success in football. I think they're the exact same programs, in my opinion. And if you've got BYU, you really don't need Utah. You don't have to have them. Doughboy is checking in, our uh, resident trucker in Raiderland, Guns Up Trucking. Uh, he's in Louisiana, headed to Arkansas, trying to shake this sinus stuff. It is aggravating. Doughboy, we are right there with you. All of us feel your sinus pain. This morning, it was so nice here in West Texas on the South Plains. Mild temps, the wind wasn't really blowing after, you know, the sun came up. And Rob, what do I see now on my weather app? Like four different hazardous weather outlooks for this afternoon. Beautiful. Just give us 48 hours of no dirt blowing, and I think both me and you could probably get back right. Uh, we've got to take the time out. Our final time out of hour number one of two. You guys get on the text line. 80-
855-371-2. Give us your favorite Cajun, Louisiana-style foods. You can power rank it if you want to. Two-word Tuesday topic, Tech Baseball Opening Series. How would you describe that in two words? And then it's a must-win game for Texas Tech at Oklahoma. What happens? I've got it 73-70 Oklahoma. You give us your score predictions. If we're not talking about something you care about, get on that text line, 806-855-3712. Quick break. We'll finish up our number one of two strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. On Talk 1340, check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. March Madness on the horizon. Looking at the future's odds to win the 2023 NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship. Houston leads the way plus 700. Alabama plus 850. The Crimson Tide not too long ago or a plus $2,500 bet. Purdue plus 1,200 along with the Kansas Jayhawks. UCLA a plus $1,300 bet. At the NBA All-Star break, the Celtics are the favorite to win the NBA title this season, plus 325, followed by plus 480 Phoenix, plus 550 Milwaukee, Denver plus 800, the Clippers plus 1200, the Sixers plus 1400. Get the latest lines and more at vcin.com. Final segment hour number one of two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you in the Arctic Air Studios on Fat Tuesday. We're talking Cajun food. Give us your favorite Cajun dishes, favorite Louisiana-style food. If you're looking to celebrate Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras and uh, Fat Tuesday tonight, or today, Gators Bayou, the place, 98th and Slide. Two-word Tuesday topic, Tech Baseball Opening Series. How would you describe it? Utilizing just two words from the English language. And then uh, Tech in Oklahoma. Tonight, score predictions. What do you got? Huge game for Texas Tech. Maybe next hour and even into the Rob Bro Show maybe today. I'll also analyze the impact of what we'll see with Baylor and Kansas State, Iowa State and Texas. And uh, Kansas with a really big, not by margin, but an important road win at TCU. Kansas is really starting to round into shape and looking like, if not a juggernaut, uh, a team that maybe is taking control of this Big 12 race in the late stages, uh, which is why Texas has to keep pace tonight at home against an Iowa State team that is markedly different away from uh, Hilton Coliseum. Texters are on the text line, 806-855-3712. I like this one. Washed up guy chiming in, Rob. If Oregon and Washington uh, join the Big 12, then I'm guessing that Antifa will be a major NIL sponsor for one or both. I mean, we're opening up all sorts of fun West Coast Pac-12 defunct sponsorships for people. Uh, Texter Robert says it's Tech 77, Oklahoma 68 tonight. A lot of people liking Tech big in this one. Texas Tech getting two and a half points in the Vegas market. Or the sports betting market. We shouldn't. We don't have to just say Vegas anymore. Uh, Texter, it is almost impossible to beat the same team three times, much less four. I'm pretty impressed with the young kids. Maybe the most athletic team in a long time regarding Texas Tech baseball. I think you saw some of that on display this weekend. This was a team that Tim Tadlock, J-Bob, by the way, th- we got, what, three more games without J-Bob? Was it a seven-game suspension for the uh, ump touching? And nobody likes the ump touching. In the NCAA tournament, I think it was seven. Yes, it was. Did the umpire get suspended at all? Oh, of course not. Why would they? 
Well, he he initialized. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Did you see the free J-Bob signs uh, behind the dugout? <laughs> Should have had him in the dugout. Yeah. Where do you think he was during the games? Well, there's a guy that looked like him with a fake mustache and some sunglasses uh, yeah. in the dugout. Didn't the uh, Bobby Valentine? Didn't the Lorenzo boys basketball coach do that a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, Open the stands. <laughs> Texter seventy two sixty nine Tech. If the Pac-12 dissolves, what are the chances that in seven years it is reconstructed with other schools as the western pod of a super conference? Uh, none. Those teams will have already been absorbed into what would be the operating framework of super conferences. Now It doesn't matter. Define super conference because if it's just yeah. big, uh, you could sell the name Pac-12 to the Mountain West. Yeah. And call it the Pac-12, but it's not going to have the same juice. Well, okay, my prediction is that's what will take place. Yeah. Is that Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Right. That those four, maybe Washington. Colorado, Utah, yeah. That they bring in the Fresnos and the and that's why people like Canzano and Wilner are trying to promote Fresno to the Big Twelve because they're trying to make it palatable to the Pac twelve people that say, Hey, we stole Fresno from the Big Twelve. Right. And San Diego State has had a an offer, quote unquote, or application or something into the Big Twelve for months, and the Big Twelve keeps saying no, quit calling us. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to the Pac-12. It'll be a but little... The, the, the name Pac-12 will exist, Yeah, but it, it's it's not in the same realm anymore. No. Because USC left. And, and you could say the same thing about the Big 12 because Texas and Oklahoma left, but they went and got BYU. They're going to add these Pac-12 schools, allegedly. If they don't, I still think they're in a fine position. Again, they don't, Again, the Big 12 doesn't have to do a thing for the next five years. Are they the same that they were when Texas and Oklahoma were here? No. But the Big 12 isn't the same as when Nebraska and A&M were here either. No. You've already lost two premier fran- uh, programs, franchises. Yeah. Uh, you've lost two more now that they're going to the SEC. But this time you fought to stay relevant. And you added four up-and-coming schools, BYU included in that with, with their longtime independent run. Um, the Pac-12 sat there and did nothing and said it was stupid for the Big 12 to do anything. And again, I don't hold Klavkov responsible as much as I do the intellectuals, the effete intellectuals in the ivy-covered halls of academia that... Thought they had an alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC. That thought they were going to be the more collegial model. It's 1957. It's collegial. They didn't misread the room. They're idiots. That's totally different. They're not even in the same room. No. And I don't believe they want to be. And that's why the Pac-12 will dissolve. Yeah, they didn't misread the room. They left the room. Yeah. They left the room. They do not care. And they thought that the Big Ten and the ACC followed them out the door with the alliance. I I, I think Stanford will be independent very soon. Maybe so. All right, top of the hour break. Won't take long. 806-855-3712 for you guys to join the fray. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Townsquare Media Network.
Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Okay, so if I go to a restaurant and I order eggs and bacon, I'm going over easy. But if I'm at the house, I'm making scrambled eggs. And then, you know, Jen makes egg sandwiches quite a bit, so that's scrambled eggs. So I'd say both of those two types. I know there's multiple other kinds. Sunny side up, right? Over medium. What else? Poached? Yeah, I'm not into that, but some are. What do you like, Don? Yeah, we're see eye to eye with you, Don. <laughs> Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Welcome back. Our number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Congrats to us. We've done it again. We turn morning into afternoon with you here in the Arctic Air Studios on Fat Tuesday. Great help from our friends in San Angelo listening on ESPN 960 and right here in the Hubaplex on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. I'm just Ryan Hyatt, at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. The Raiderland.com, our website, and you follow us uh, in the evenings on the daily broadcast. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Follow us on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. He's Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show. One third of the gambling gachos. He's hosting the Rob Bro Show from one to two right here on Talk 103.9. So get the app if you don't have it, if you listen outside the area. It's Two Word Tuesday. Tech Baseball Opening Series. Give us two words to describe the sweep over Gonzaga. We get your Tech Oklahoma score predictions today. I've got it 73-70 Oklahoma. Tech going off two and a half point underdogs in this one today. And then with it being Fat Tuesday, let's speak of the greatness of Cajun food, shall we? Let's celebrate it today. You can power rank it. You can give us your favorite dishes, your favorite foods. Where are you? And what are you doing? A great day to head over to Gators Bayou on 98th and uh, Slide. they got live music coming up tonight. Bring your own beats. Uh, all that would be a great show. Why would we stop there? Uh, much discussion on the uh, disillusion of the Pac-12. And then later on this hour, Kendall Rogers, our man from D1Baseball.com. Rob, it's it's like, you know, when I emailed him set it up, I, I just said, Happy New Year. Because that's what it feels like. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a college baseball fan, it, it's like a new year. And it is. It is, yeah. It's like a holiday. I mean, we talk about a day after the Super Bowl. Forget that. Give me college baseball opening weekend. Everybody's off. I, uh, you know, I did not have a hot dog Friday. On opening day. That's generally a Major League Baseball opening yeah, day tradition. That, that's mine on MLB. Uh, but we're going to have to find uh, some kind of hot dog. Uh, the Texas Tech plays again very soon. It's, uh, it's yeah. crazy what the, the Monday when game you play is Monday, really, yeah, yeah. really putting it in there. Uh, but Texas Tech baseball, lots of good series. And then the weekend after this one, yeah. they're going to Minute Maid. And I'll be there. Yes, you will. I was, Back to Houston. I, it's funny. I had the same thought, you know, and so I thought, well, I've got. I'll just have a hot dog at the house. Yeah. Uh, my wife had cleaned out the refrigerator. Oh, and she no. deemed the Frankfurters. Do can they ever go bad? Can a can a pack? Were they open? Pa- were they open? No, they were an unopened package. All Man. beef. All beef wieners. I would say the best. The best buy date yeah. on a, a package of hot dogs is a mere suggestion. I've got to believe that truly in my heart. Yeah. There's so many preservatives in there. I mean, I think you're fine. I was willing to roll the dice and I didn't yeah. consider it rolling the dice, but unfortunately they were uh, they had been removed. Ah. Yeah. Happens. Texters are on the text line 806-855-3712. 
so I don't know any sports talk show that has mentioned Duck Dynasty two days in a row, last night with Ryan After Dark and today with one Rob Bro. Uh, Duck Dynasty, always welcome here. One of the great American shows of all time. The Treasure Hunt show is pretty fun, too, if you've gotten into that at all. Texter, uh, what's the absolute longest time it could take for the Big 12 to get some Pac-12 teams? Four years, five years. I mean, if, if they stay together, it'd be the next round of uh, TV negotiations. Yeah, I know that's not what the texture is probably thinking in terms of that, but yeah, the, if you don't get any, the next go-around would be in four or five years. I think it would be by, okay, crystal ball time, Rob. If, if we look at where the Pac-12 seems to be in negotiations and trying to get uh, any sort of firm numbers from TV partners, streaming partners, where the schools are uh, in relationship to the frustration, where George Klykov seems to be in. I mean, every day it's a different story. It's begging for a merger. It's it's begging for this from the uh, from the networks. It's begging for this from the streaming part. Um, that I think a clear picture for the for the let's just say Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, whatever. I don't you know. You guys know the partners now. I think they will know within the next 30 to 90 days exactly what's out there. I think they already know. Yes. But during that time frame, that would allow it to coalesce within their governing bodies, within the president's offices, uh, and then the fracturing begins to occur. That they will look at George Klyakov and they will look at the Pac-12 and go, that's all there is? Which, again, is why the, the people that are trying to classify Brett Yormark as being predatory right now in the Pac-12 are completely wrong. It, it's The Big 12 is just sitting back and watching this crumble going, you guys have known what the deal is for a long time. Right. And now we don't have to do it. We needed to do it a year ago. We needed to, uh, you know, the landscape was different back in July and August. We needed to make some things happen then, but hey, the world has changed. The football playoff has expanded. We got our deal done first. We live in a different world than we lived in three months ago. And for the most part, the arrogant people of the Pac-12 never saw it come and refused to believe it would exist and are whole, were wholly ill-prepared for the ramifications all of, of all of those things. 100% ill-prepared. Most of it willful ignorance on their part, promoted and promulgated by a willing media, not just Wilner and Canzano, but Stuart Mandel, many other national types trying to proffer up and promote that deluded and allowed self-delusion to occur on the part of the Pac-12 membership. And now they're seeing through it. The emperor ain't got no clothes on. 806-855-3712. Uh, for you to join the conversation today, your favorite Cajun uh, Louisiana style foods, two word Tuesday topic, tech baseball opening series. How would you describe what took place over the last four days out there? And then tech in Oklahoma, do you believe it's a must win? We, I do. Is this the road to the bubble? Could the road to the bubble end tonight? It could, possibly. I have it 73 70 Oklahoma over Texas Tech. I think we gave a magic number, so I don't think it ends tonight, but. It certainly would be much, 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 much tougher to get there 
if you lose tonight. And you would certainly be off the bubble for the time being if you lost tonight. Uh, I, I just believe this is a game you cannot lose. Of all the games that you could potentially lose and have your one loss during this last little stretch, to me this is the one you can't lose. This is the one that would still give the committee a great reason to say, no, no, lost twice to Oklahoma. Mm-mm. And again, you get back to the numbers. Hoops HD right now has Tech at 70. That's a massive improvement. That's about a 70 to 75 um, you know, digit jump over the last two weeks, showing that the power of playing in the Big 12 gives you that opportunity. I just don't believe that this is the game you can lose out of the ones coming up and still get there. Because quite frankly, I don't, I don't see this Texas Tech team beating Kansas and Fog Allen right now. And that's, that's no knock against Texas Tech. Kansas is playing their best basketball of the year right now. Text her on the uh, text line, 806-855-3712. Two-word Tuesday, Omaha intoxication. And Pac-12 TV package coming to a gas pump near you. <laughs> <laughs> they're now they're negotiating with Philip sixty six, not as a sponsor but as a distributor of the uh, Pac twelve network. That's funny. How did uh, what's what's her name uh, Maria Manunos? Is that how you say it? The gas pump lady. Yeah, the gas pump yeah. lady. How did she get that job? Now I know she was kind of famous beforehand or whatnot, and she dated some people. I guess she's an actress or something. Or MTV, maybe, or something. I thought she was on uh, E. Was she on E? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm out. All of a sudden, she's every time you know you're pumping gas over there at the Market Street and United and whatever, she's I'd, talking to you about stuff. I don't. I don't pay attention. <laughs> you just you don't. I, I tune her out. Well, the the worst thing is if you kind of get engrossed in something and all of a sudden your pump goes. Yeah. And I'm like, do I have to pay more? Right. I was involved. Get I was the getting, gas can out of the back. Yeah. I was getting involved in getting a great health tip or maybe how to yeah. you know, rearrange the uh, furniture in my house or whatever, and Maria's talking, and all of a sudden, whoop, we're done. Yeah. I feel like you should get the whole program when you when you get the gas. And I know that's probably not up to our friends at United, but I just I just feel like uh I feel like I'm missing out on something there. You know, she's also uh at the movies. I know you don't go to the movies much, yeah, but no. she's a big um movie preview host. Oh. Yeah, she does like the trivia and stuff. That's gotta be good work if you can get it. Well, how do you carve out a movie preview gas pump uh media star job? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Good agent, obviously. Yeah. And what else does she do? Judging from the gas pump, she rearranges a lot of stuff around her kitchen, and she's incredibly healthy. Yeah, oh, I guess she's probably a social media. I bet she's on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, something like that. TikTok. Should we have two words on Maria Menudos? <laughs> we could. It's two or Tuesday, might, Maria Menudos might get dangerous on gas that. pump. Who? Uh, she dated some famous singer boy. I thought uh, I thought she dated Mario maybe, Lopez. Maybe married from, to one uh, right now. I don't know. From uh, Saved by the Bell. Now, if we could get her, uh, you know. I think you're thinking of Menudo. Menudo. <laughs> that could be. And her name is Menunos. Heck, I don't yeah. know. It's next week. It's Cajun food today. Po' boy sandwich shrimp at the top of my list. I'm a, uh, I'm a shrimp boil guy after that. The perfect uh, power ranking for me. Well, anything involving shrimp. Good Lord, I love shrimp. Uh, so shrimp po' boy, then uh, a great shrimp boil. And I love Cajun pastas. 
Um, you know, the Jazz, Louisiana Kitchen down there, they got a great Cajun Cacciatore dish for decades. Um, spicy Cajun pasta there at uh, Gators on 98th and Slide. Good, good eating. That sounds really nice today. Texter says on the text line where the cool textures are, Pac-12 is not going to get anywhere near $30 million per team, are they? No. They're not going to get they're not going to get 20. The number is going to be in the teens. It's not going to be anywhere close. And Amazon doesn't want a bunch of games. They don't want inventory. They don't want SMU at San Diego State. They want a game. They want a premier game, but they want a game. They don't want games. All right, we got to take the time out. 806-855-3712. Jam up the text line during the break. Give us two words on Two Word Tuesday to describe Texas Tech baseball's opening series weekend. Give us Tech and Oklahoma score predictions. If you say this isn't a must-win game, then what what happens if they lose? Do you got to win out three games of the Big 12 tournament? Obviously, you got to beat Kansas. So if it's not must-win, what is it? Uh, and then we've got Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com uh, coming up here in uh, just a little bit past the bottom of the hour, talking nationally, Big 12 and otherwise. 806-855-3712. It's a quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twelve twenty, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Happy Fat Tuesday to you. Coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios, ESPN nine sixty San Angelo. Got you till one o'clock on there and talk one hundred three point nine FM. Then it's the Rob Bro Show from one to two. Hat Tip Cooking Channel, best thing ever. Eight. We're talking Cajun food today. Favorite foods. You could power rank it if you want to. Two Word Tuesday. Give us two words to describe Tech Baseball's opening series sweep over the Gonzagas. Who had strong uniform game? I will compliment them once again. They got good colors to work with uh, and good, good solid uniform game. Worthy of being West Coast Conference champions. Tech and OU score predictions. I've at seventy three seventy Oklahoma, Texas Tech two and a half point dogs in this game. Uh, and then coming up in a little bit, Kendall Rogers, D one Baseball dot com editor, Grand Poobah, ringmaster, whatever you want to call him. We're gonna get the college season started right with a big visit with him. Coming up here in just a little bit. You guys on the text line, 806-855-3712. Use the 806. It goes to the angry man in Florida who will not talk sports with you, but he will gripe to our bosses. And on any given day, me and Rob have like 13 different suits to report to around here for some reason. 806-855-3712. Texter, Hyatt, first-time listener, long-time texter. Congratulations on continuing the streak of turning morning into afternoon. I sit here in awe and wonder how you do it. Believe me, we do too. We were talking hot dogs earlier, by the way, on opening day. He says the best dog is from Biker Gyms in Denver on Larimer, uh, Larimer Street. They've gotten so popular, you can get them at Coors Field in Mile High. Uh, tell Robbie might like the elk and cheddar dog. Uh, what about me? I like elk. I like fine cheeses. You can even order their wieners online. Go Rockies. You know, ordering wieners online has gotten many a politician in trouble. I'm not sure I would do that. Do they ship the wieners, or do you just... Order online, go get yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, if they're shipping wieners, that's Randy in Gunbrill City, by the way. Can we, what about a Boudin hot dog? 
today. We get some boudin sausage, and we turn that into a hot dog with a little spicy mustard. I don't know if boudin needs to be on a bun, but I'm not opposed. <laughs> Maria Menuno steals all the covers, Monty. Don't know if we're speaking on the same subject there. Uh, how does the West Coast schools coming to Big 12 benefit tech? That's a damn good question. You know? That's a really good question. Yeah. If it allows for more money, it benefits tech. If it allows for stability and whatever that may imply going forward, it benefits tech. It's not more money because they're pro rata. Yeah, and it's factored in now. Now they've they were they were discussing this when when the Big Twelve re-upped their deal with Fox and ESPN, and there was an agreement that if you add more schools, they're pro rata and right. yada yada yada. Okay, I all but guarantee you, ESPN and Fox said if you add these schools, right. Not all. There's a no trade clause here, I'm sure, <laughs> where it's not Tulane. Right. It's not Memphis. It's not Boise it State. It ain't San Diego State. If you add these, some of these six, uh, I'm sure that they will allow that to happen. But I don't think you can just go add for it. I don't know why you would need to. Now, I was of the opinion that you do not need to add anyone, and it doesn't help just for Texas Tech. Right. Because the way to get to an expanded playoff is to just win the Big 12. But uh, recently, uh, I think it was Kyle on the Gambling Gauchos. You can listen to that wherever you listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Download it today, subscribe rate. um, Who said, you know, if you have a stronger conference, if you have 14, 16 in a stronger conference, you'll be able to get at-larges in Mm. easier. So uh, that's how it helps Texas Tech. Not not the money, per se, because you're still going to have the same piece of pie, no matter if the Big 12 makes you know 100 or $200 million, you're just going to have the same piece. But if you could get, let's say, second or third in the Big 12 and have a really strong 16-team right. Big 12, you're in a position for the playoff. If you have a 12-team, no matter how strong it is, it's probably just the champion or the top two. Let's put it this way, too. Uh, as this fluid situation continues to mold and we go forth with uh, the 12-team expanded playoff that uh, Dabo Sweeney's players don't like because he said so, uh, and then uh, it gets to 16 because it will, if you kill off the Pac-12 and you work with ESPN to kill off the Pac-12, and make no mistake, ESPN is trying to kill off the Pac-12 in my opinion. There's no guarantee that whatever the Pac-12 ends up looking like, that it gets a guaranteed slot at that college football expanded playoff table. Now, yeah. probably, if Oregon is still there, if Oregon's still left behind, maybe. But if you take Oregon, let's just be honest right now. If you take Oregon out of the football mix, yeah. and all of a sudden they're backfilling with, the, with Rice and San Diego State and Fresno, um, there's no guarantee that's a automatic bid conference. They become the AAC. They become yeah. Maction out there. It's West Coast Maction. Yeah. So that benefits a Texas Tech too that you could you were yeah. killing off a potential guaranteed spot in the college football playoff. The SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 were in line to be the major players. When USC left, 
the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are the only standing conferences that make any sense to have an automatic bid. And it doesn't make sense to have five. I guess if you do six at-larges in a 12-team playoff, it makes a moderate amount of sense, but the the final two automatics would be rotational. Mm-hmm. If the if the Sun Belt, for whatever reason, and the American Athletic Conference have two higher-ranked teams than the Pac-12, those two schools should get the automatics and not the Pac-12. Other than that, there's just... There's no other reason for the Pac-12 to be a power conference anymore. No, and it won't be. And it, it just makes more sense for 12 or 16 to have four automatics. The math lines up. And it's just how playoffs work. You down with crawfish tamales? Never had them. Not, not, I've not had one. I'm not opposed I'm I'm not opposed at all. I mean, doesn't first off it, it's got tamale in the name, right? So we know we're going to be okay one way or the other, right? Texter, can you imagine the excuse that the Cal president would have to come up with to turn down an invitation from SMU president to attend a game at Gerald Ford Stadium? Says washed up guy. Cultural fits. Cultural fits. It's all about cultural fits. Whatever that may mean. That sounds like a good punk band from the late 70s. I think I saw them down there in the West End. All right. A a reconfigured uh, 1986 version of the Cultural Fits. They were sort of uh, kind of a takeoff on the uh, Dead Kennedys and the Sex Pistols. You just got to know your music. 806-855-3712. Ken Rogers is going to join us on the other side. We're going to be talking college baseball. You continue to jam up the text line, though. Because we've got plenty of time to visit with you between now and 1 o'clock. 806-855-3712. It's 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We got you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. Happy Fat Tuesday to you. Talking about some of our favorite Cajun food today. Kind of a little Cajun food power ranking. You're looking for some of that? You can head on over to Gators Bayou uh, this afternoon and tonight. Live music, uh, 98th and Slide in Lubbock. Two word Tuesday. You give us two words to describe Texas Tech baseball's opening weekend series against Gonzaga that resulted in a sweep for the 24th ranked Red Raiders. And, of course, a must-win game. The road to the bubble goes through Norman tonight, Tech and Oklahoma. you got time to get your predictions in. 806-855-3712 on the text line. Man, uh, I, it's so good to have him back on the show. It's like a Happy New Year-type moment. He is, of course, the editor and founder of D1Baseball.com. It's Kendall Rogers. How you doing, Kendall? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. How about you, bud? I mean... The air is fresher. The sun is shining brighter. The world is a better place. College baseball is back. 
No doubt, man. It was it was a fun weekend. You know, I was at Globe Life and saw the essentially what you would call the Big Twelve SEC Challenge over the weekend, and uh, I obviously followed the Red Raiders from afar. I think the biggest thing that kind of stood out to me about Texas Tech over the weekend uh, was the job that some of their pitchers you know did. You know, I think coming into the season. Uh, I think we looked at the offense and went, okay, you know, you know, you don't have the Jace Youngs of the world in this lineup, but you know, how's that going to look? But you also look at the pitching staff, and really, outside of Mason Molina, you're kind of thinking, okay, like Brendan Gurton, we've seen him before, but he's kind of dinged up last year. You know, you know, there's some other guys that you know, like had big arms, but are they going to take a step forward? And for the most part, I thought the Red Raiders played a pretty wholesome weekend of baseball well and the pitching also stood out to me Kendall the wind was uh, I know this is going to shock you the wind was blowing out quite a bit <laughs> over the weekend here and they did a very great job shocking of, yeah I know nobody was expecting that uh and, and they did a great <laughs> job of keeping the ball in the ballpark and yeah. challenging hitters and you mentioned Girton we saw Bo Blessy uh pitch over the weekend and he was he looked as good as Molina did and these are some guys coming back from some curtailed seasons last year uh, it didn't answer every single question, but for a team that did have a lot of question marks, I think uh, Tim Tadlock's bunch probably showed some people around the country uh, he's pretty good at finding some talent and plugging a few holes here and there. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what's funny. Like, coming into the season, you could very easily look at Texas Tech on paper and go, you know what, I don't know if this is a top 25 team to begin the season, but we all know, like, I call Tim Tadlock kind of like the modern like Mike Martin. Like, if you remember mm-hmm. Florida State back in the day, like, they would lose half their team, and you'd go, oh, man, they're, how are they going to replace those guys? And then next thing you know, they're back in Omaha. And I kind of feel like Texas Tech is the same way. Arkansas is in the same vein as well. Like, no matter who they lose, they just bounce back. But I think the biggest takeaway for me from the weekend is the job the pitching staff done, you, you know, did. You know, you look at Brendan Gert, he's a guy that I, I thought, you know, I, I still think back to Globe Life two years ago. Uh, when he showed electric stuff. I mean, he was like 95, 96 out of the mm-hmm. bullpen. And he kind of gave you a look at what kind of pitcher he can be. But for a guy like Brendan to be able to go six innings, shut out ball, uh, for, you know, Mason Molina throw the way he did, you know, both lefty. We all know Tim Tadlock. And, and I love to, I love to tell him this, but, you know, Tim is like the ultimate sandbagger. Like he's one of those guys that like <laughs> will never talk about how great a kid is in the fall. But I tell you what, he talked about both lefty. In a way that I was kind of like, man, like if he thinks he's good, like he must be really good. But Tim was also very cautious. It was kind of one of the things like, hey, he looks really good, but boy, like I'm a little cautious because I want to see how he does when the lights come on. Bo Blessy was my takeaway from the weekend. I mean, obviously you don't want him to walk four guys, but to give out one hit in six innings, four Ks, and then get up to 96, 97 with his fastball, that is extremely promising. Uh, as he moved forward for Texas Tech. So I know Gonzaga's club, I know they had some guys they lost in my year's team, but Mark Mogtoff is a really good coach, and, and I guarantee you had them ready to play. Absolutely. We're uh, visiting with Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com. Uh, before we expand it around the nation, uh, we'll, we'll keep it around the Big 12, and what impressed you? What did you see from some of the teams around the Big 12? TCU obviously having a nice weekend, and then, you know, don't sleep on Oklahoma State. I, I was pleased that they were playing Arkansas in that non-conference series. I think that's great for both leagues. Yeah, you know, Oklahoma State, I definitely uh, I definitely have question marks, but I still think they're really going to hit. Keeping on both Bo, Bo Sylvester, uh, the talented freshman for them, he was he, he does not look like a freshman. I mean, he's like 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, like 220 pounds. He's a really powerful hitter. 
Uh, I thought, you know, Oklahoma State overall, you know, Rock Brigio was really impressive over the weekend. Marcus Brown was impressive. Uh, but at the end of the day, they've got to be better on the mound. I mean, they, they allowed 29 runs, you know, in the two losses in, in that tournament. Um, and it wasn't like one of the situations to where they just threw some guy out there just to get, you know, shelled because they were already losing. And, they, you know, they had a sacrificial lamb. Like, their starters got lit up. So that's a question mark for me. I think Texas, uh, I, I know this will break some hearts and love it, but uh, <laughs> Texas to me is a team that I come out of that weekend and go, boy, oh, boy, I have a lot of question marks. Um, I thought on the mound, I thought of Lucas Gordon, uh, they left a lot to be desired. Uh, their bullpen was not impressive. Their, their infield defense on the left side without Skyler Messenger and Trey Faltini was subpar. Uh, and, you know, their offense, they're, they're relying a lot on, Jalen Flores and Jared Thomas, two talented freshmen. And if you're a team in the Big 12, like you cannot go into a season where you're like, hey, even though you're a freshman, we need you to hit 340. Like that's just not the recipe for success. And so, I mean, one weekend snapshot, I think Texas is in big trouble. We'll see what they do the next couple of weeks. But they were the team by far coming out of the weekend that I had question marks about. Um, PCU, I thought TJ Bruce had did a really Really nice job with their offense. You know, Elijah Munoz at the top of that lineup, just, a, just an absolute fire starter, can run, can hit. I love his emotion. Braden Taylor was fantastic as usual. Uh, and then you look at their, their pitching staff, that's really the only question mark I had. Um, if you look at the job um, they did on Friday night, it was impressive. But outside of that, you know, with, with you know, Cam Brown is a big time arm who struggled on Saturday. Uh, and then, you know, they, they had some nice, you know, pieces out of the bullpen of Cole Clucker and then a belt, two freshmen. But the, there are some question marks of their week in rotation, uh, outside of maybe one spot. But their offense, I tell you what, they're really, really going to hit this year. You know, I knew college baseball was fully back. I, uh, maybe it was yesterday, uh, when the, uh, D1baseball.com top 25 came out. People already griping about where you're ranking people one weekend into it. How in the world could you have a one and two Tennessee team right there? <laughs> How could you not drop them out of the poll? What are you, do you even watch yeah. the games, Kendall? Do you even go to the games? I, you know, I do, I, although I did tell somebody I go blindfolded. You know, here's my thing. It is opening weekend, and I always caution people. It's kind of like I'm, I'm like a politician. So, like, you know, I talked about Oklahoma State, Texas, but also kind of threw in there, like, hey, let's, let's see how things progress because let, let's not forget, and, and I'm not saying this year's Texas team will do this, but let's not forget the year, the first year of Globe Life when Texas went to Arlington. You know, Landon Sims from Mississippi State, I think, struck out like 10 straight Texas batters. Texas got humiliated all weekend. And what happened? They were one of the final four teams left in college baseball. So I always tell fans, like, don't take too much or too little from the opening weekend. And that's precisely why a team like Tennessee for us, they went one and two. They lost a one-run game. In a game against Grand Canyon, by the way, who threw all three of their weekend starters to win that game, by the way, Tennessee did not have three position starters in that game. One, one they're waiting for a clearinghouse issue with NCA. Two mm-hmm. uh, were injured, and so I do think early on you have to look at the way teams lost. Like people got mad that Oklahoma State dropped six spots. Oklahoma State allowed twenty nine runs in two games. So you know what? I'm glad you went out and played good teams, but don't lose two games by twenty nine runs. But I, I will say this: the one thing I can take away from an opening weekend is the fact that I'm very, very optimistic about Texas Tech right now and in the way they pitched. Because, as you said, not the easiest place in America to pitch when the wind's howling, and yet they pitch really well. So 
I'm cautiously optimistic as Tad Tadlock was in the fall that this team is going to probably be a lot better than maybe what we expected. Not that would not be very shocking. I mean, that's just the way Tim rolls. No, no doubt about it. Got a couple more minutes here with Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com. I don't know that maybe we've ever even done this with your segments on this program, and I thought today would be a good day to do this. Uh, kind of allow you to introduce people to your staff and the guys that work with you at D1 Baseball, their areas of expertise, their regional coverage areas, because it's 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 not just you. Obviously, it's a tremendous staff, and I firmly believe the best in the business. No, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we hired Joe Healy and Mark Etheridge in the offseason to run point. Granted, it's SECX for coverage, so Texas Tech fans probably don't want to read that, but uh, you know, we, we have assembled a staff that I feel like at D1 Baseball that we have given college baseball fans everything you could ever want. We have a lot of coverage. Uh, we have scores. We added advanced uh, analytics and advanced stats. It's all of our team pages. You can go like on our Texas Tech team page right now. We'll have advanced stats on every single player. Obviously, opening weekend with a three-game sample or four-game sample size. But moving forward, that becomes a very valuable tool. And we also added win probability. So you can actually go into the Texas Tech game, look at the play-by-play, and be like, hey, what was our winning percentage when we were down 7-1 to one in the seventh inning? So we just, you know, we, we tried to, as a company, uh, add more bells and whistles without extending ourselves too far. There you go. Hey, Kendall, always appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is. You got it, brother. Great we, to hear your voice, man. We, yeah, we'll sleep in mid-July. Hey, man. Hey, absolutely. All Thanks, right. Brian. Thanks. Kendall, Kendall Rogers there with D1Baseball.com. He gets me fired up. Gets me fired up uh, for college baseball. It is such a fun sport to cover. And now I'll say this, Rob. You know, the people who cover you know, college basketball are passionate about it. Um, and there's kind of a community there. But there really is a pretty, at the national level, and kind of even a regional level with college baseball, yeah. there's really a... a, a uh, a community is the word I would use. Yeah, there's 42 polls, but you know the top five or six are, are really good, and <laughs> they're hard. That's why I say just d1baseball.com. Yeah, no absolutely. offense, collegiate baseball, baseball America, perfect game, all that. They they do they do a nice job, and they're good people too. Yeah, but at a certain point, I got to boil it down to one. And, and I know these guys cover yeah, the whole country. They really do. And if you're a college baseball fan, maybe not a diehard. But you like college baseball, and you generally don't just follow one team. Right. If you're a true college baseball fan seeking it out, you like college baseball. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's different than a lot of other sports where you can just kind of float around and dip in once or twice. But Well, that's another reason why with the ESPN Plus app, and I'm not trying to run a deal for them, but years ago you, you couldn't catch the number of games you can hop on almost any yeah. day and by years five five years ago yeah very recent you might get one or two games here and there on some regional tv now this weekend you could go watch almost every single you know major player in college baseball in some form or fashion if yeah. you wanted to you get every big 12 home game on espn plus pretty much yeah and again i'm not just trying to run point for them i'm saying that's one of the advantages people you know talk about hey do we need a big 12 network well no, you have ESPN yeah. Plus. Yeah, you have it one. exists. It's already there. All right, we got people talking about crawfish on the uh, text line. Oh, dang, I missed a question for Kendall. I apologize. I'll try to answer it myself when we come back. Final segment of the day, favorite Cajun Louisiana-style foods. What do you got for us today on Fat Tuesday? 
two-word Tuesday Tech Baseball opening series, and then uh, last chance on this show to protect, uh, protect or predict. What are you going to do? Oklahoma, Texas Tech tonight. Must win for the Red Raiders on the road to the bubble. If we hadn't talked about it, you want to hear about it, text us in 806-855-3712. Quick break. We'll finish up the day strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Final segment on a Tuesday, a fat Tuesday, if you will. And even if you won't, it's Ryan I. It's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you till 1 o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen on ESPN 960 in San Angelo. Talk uh, 103.9 FM, News, Money, Sports, and Lubbock. We're talking favorite Cajun foods, Louisiana-style food. What you having for a little Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday fun? Tech Baseball opening series is the two-word Tuesday topic and. We want your score predictions on Tech and Oklahoma, 73-70. to 70. We thank Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com for hanging out with us for a little bit. We've had a lot of uh, Pac-12 falling apart discussions in the what next on that today, and maybe that will continue on the Rob Bro Show from 1-2 on Talk 103.9 FM. We were talking about crawfish earlier. Texter says crawfish enchiladas are awesome. Again, never had the crawfish enchiladas, but I'm willing to willing to try maybe. Another text, never had crawfish tamales, but I've had chorizo tamales, chorizo quesadilla in San Antonio. Well, yeah. I mean, you can do the chorizo. We can do the crawfish, probably. Uh, Texter, tech wins tonight, if what, in U2's opinion? I'm assuming that's the, are, are we getting the dreaded keys to the game? Do they want the dreaded keys to the game? Uh, pretty simple. Low turnovers. Attack the rim. Shoot it about 45% and uh, continue to do well in the rebounding battle that you have done for the last five games. Uh, maybe throw out the uh, Baylor game in that. But it's, it's out, shoot them. It's don't turn it over. It's rebound. It's basketball. I don't think, I mean, you still want to see Harmon obviously highly involved these last five games. He's sitting there at about 20 points a game during that. So you can't have him go missing. I think you, you liked what you. Heck, loved what I saw at Isaacs the other day in getting back into the flow in the offense and going from volume guy to production guy. So those are your keys to the game. I and mean, we could get, I, you know, don't give up a 20-2 to two run. There you go. Rob, if they don't give up a 20-2 to two run, Texas Tech will win this game, even though I still have it at 73. 70 Oklahoma. Texter 73 for the Red Raiders. Oklahoma gets the 62. There is optimism is running rampant right now. Optimism is high for Texas Tech. And you should feel better about it. I mean, you're still in a bit of a pickle. You're still way off. You're not on a bubble team. Although, I will give them credit today. Our good friends uh, over there at Hoops HD on their uh, daily breakdown. I want to see if I can get to it uh, and, and read it exactly. Here you go, Rob. Th- that's, that's the stark realization. Uh-huh. Uh, on their games of the day, Texas Tech and Oklahoma. As nuts as this is to say, we are starting to think that Texas Tech may actually have a path to the bubble. They have to keep winning, though, and they can't afford to drop this one tonight. I just love how they go, hold on. It's not completely over yet. Yeah. And I, th- and, you know, and I think uh, it's not. 
No, and we've been saying that for about a week, and, and you know? nationally they're catching on. Uh, I referenced Lenardi yesterday on how he said this might be an eight-team league. Right. He has both Oklahoma State and West Virginia firmly on the bubble. Texas Tech, the same conference record. Uh, but West Virginia, I think, had three quad one wins or something before conference play even started. That's why they're there and you're not at both four and ten. Um, but if you could get to seven quad one wins and have a win or two in the tournament, I think you're absolutely on the bubble. And if you're not there, you're a one seed in the NIT, which I know people don't want. But at this point, yeah. Sorry, I was. I was. Uh, you might have noticed me on my computer over here. I, I did. I, I saw that. Have you seen this Nate the Nate Oates quotes on, coming out of Alabama? Yes. About. Okay, so the kid Darius Miles who uh, shot his girlfriend or ex girlfriend okay. at New Mexico State, right, was a former Alabama player, I believe. A current Alabama player or former Alabama player brought him the gun, and. Another Alabama current player was there that night. In Albuquerque. I guess. And Nate Oates basically says, you know, uh, you know, college kids, they're out. And he <laughs> wasn't know, he wasn't char- he wasn't people. charged with anything, so we're not punishing him. Uh, I was looking up his stats, he's the best player on the team. Huh. He was there at the scene. And I, I'm just getting into the quotes here, into the story, but this kid there, yeah. involved, but he wasn't charged with anything because, A, he didn't bring the gun, and I guess he didn't pull the trigger, but the other two are getting charged, yeah. and he's just going to skate and go play basketball because he's scoring 18 points a game. Well, yeah, that's how it works. On the number one team in the country. Yeah. Incredible! Oh, you know kids today. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, Rob, let's think back hey, to our boys college being days. Bo- who didn't? Who wasn't who at the, wasn't scene, at of the scene of a murder? You know, when you were in school. I mean, every other weekend. Golly, yeah. I I need to be more familiar with the story, but I just and people and there are people who think uh, that Chris Beard won't ever have a chance to coach in college again. He'll yeah, be right. somewhere next year. He's coaching next year, one way or the other college or pro all right that wraps it up for us it was a lot of fun we thank kendall rogers for hanging out with us from d1 baseball rob bro show is next you can continue the party with him on the text line 806-855-3712 i'll be back tonight around 6 30 ish daily broadcast follow me on twitter at ryan hyatt media and our website theraiderland.com rob i'm ryan we'll see you wednesday in raiderland Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.